Good morning, welcome to Church of the Palms. My name is Cindy Lanou. I serve as one of the youth minister, uh, leaders and one of the Stephen ministers in our congregation. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we prepare for worship, let us bow our heads in prayer. Our gracious and holy God, give us diligence to seek you, wisdom to perceive you, and patience to wait on you. Grant us, O God, a mind to meditate on you, eyes to behold you, ears to listen for your word, a heart to love you, and a life to proclaim you. Through the power of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Now, as we worship together, may our hearts receive his Holy Spirit, our ears listen to his word, and our voices be raised in praise to the glory of our God.
mine eyes have seen the glory of the coming of the Lord. He is trampling out the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. He hath loosed the fateful lightning from his terrible swift sword. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth is marching on. In the beauty of the lilies, Christ was born across the sea. With the glory in his bosom that transfigures you and me. As he died to make men holy, let us die to make men free. His truth is marching on. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. Glory, glory, hallelujah. His truth.
If you are able, please stand for call to worship. Psalm 100 said, Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come into his presence with singing. Know that the Lord is God. It is he that made us, and we are his people. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Let us worship God. Let us reason together, says the Lord. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. Our God pursues us as a loving parent, seeking the lost to bring them into his fold, seeking those who stray to bring them home. Let us respond to his amazing grace and love in a spirit of humble repentance and confess our sins together. Let us pray. Almighty and merciful God, we have erred and strayed from your ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against your holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. O Lord, have mercy upon us. Spare those who confess their faults. Restore those who are penitent according to your promises declared to the world in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O merciful God, for his sake, that we may live a holy, just, and humble life 
to the glory of your holy name. Amen. The mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting. I declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ, your sins are forgiven. May the God of mercy who forgives you all your sins strengthen you in all goodness and by the power of his Holy Spirit keep you in eternal life. Friends, believe the good news of the gospel. believers across the globe and down through the ages, let us state what we believe using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us all greet our neighbors in the love of Christ. Good morning. Welcome to worship at Church of the Palms, and I'm glad we're all gathered here 
this morning to worship God. I have some announcements for us. The first one is my best announcement, <laughs> my favorite one. Next Sunday is Pentecost Sunday. So we remember the Holy Spirit coming down to us in, um, well, I shouldn't go into that. Well, the flame is the symbol, so red is the color, liturgical color for Pentecost Sunday. I hope everybody comes to worship wearing red from top to bottom. <laughs> so that's my favorite, it's one of my favorite Sundays. And Vacation Bible School is coming up on June, the week of June 12, 12 through 16. Uh, the details are on page nine. I was told that even if you don't qualify to be students at VBS, you can come and volunteer. And Day of Hope is July 22nd. It is also written, the details are on page eight. That is the day we help many children and young people in town for getting ready for school. And the last, um, the latest, issue of Connect Magazine, the church's magazine, is available beginning today. There will be at the doors as you leave the sanctuary. Please pick up one for per household. Now, we have Minute for Mission on Stephen Ministry, Anne and Eric. Good morning. My name is Ann Owens, and I'm a Stephen leader with the Stephen Ministries. And my friend Eric Jason is likewise a Stephen leader. We are excited to be here this morning to ask you to notch your fall calendar for Saturday, November 11th, in anticipation for a visit from our distinguished founder. Dr. Kenneth Hawk is a pastor and a clinical psychologist, author and speaker who founded the Stephen Ministry in 1975. While as a pastor of a St. Louis congregation, he realized there was a need for individual congregational care that exceeded what he was able to provide. The program he created helps church pastors in that it equips lay caregivers in how to provide quality care and confidential Christian care and support to individuals who need help. Presently, the ministry system includes more than 12,000 congregations from 160 different denominations. And here at the Church of the Palm, we have 53 active Stephen ministers and nine leaders. Dr. Hawk will be on campus to conduct a workshop regarding his recent book, Cancer, Now What? Good morning. The, um, the book, which I have read, uh, came out in January, and it's a, a guide and manual from day one, from the announcement or from the diagnosis, which I'm very familiar with. <coughs> Excuse me. The, the book was not only just written by Dr. Hauk, but it was researched and reviewed, uh, including by myself, uh, two chapters at a time by roughly 2,000 people with personal experiences. The workshop will be uh, Saturday morning, or just the morning, and I guarantee you it'll be interesting. We all attended, we leaders, a, an entire week of training in Orlando given by the ministry, and I can tell you there was not a dull moment. I urge you all to come, as many as you can. Thank you.
Let us share together in prayer. Lord God, we feel, we know, we experience your glory and your wonderful love. We thank you for your spirit in our everyday lives. You take sometimes our wounded spirits and you empower us to live and serve. And Lord, every day we thank you and we worship you and we love you with our hearts and souls and minds and strength. <clears throat> on this Sunday before Memorial Day, we pause <clears throat> to reflect on our blessings as a nation and the high cost of those blessings for many. Oh Lord, may we be more aware of just how blessed we are as a nation. Thank you for the freedom we enjoy in this country, for the opportunities to flourish, and for the security of our land. <clears throat> Thank you for those who have served and are serving in the armed services of our country, risking their lives for our liberty. Thank you for those who have given their lives in service to our country, sacrificing in such a costly way for the sake of others. We pray for their families and the friends who have been wounded by the sorrow of family members and loved ones who have given their lives. May they be reassured that the sacrifice of their loved ones contributes to a worthy cause as we entrust their lives into your gracious hands. But we also think of those who lives, whose lives are on the line today. We think especially of the men and women who are serving in foreign areas, very dangerous, where conflict and violence prevails. We pray for their protection and their encouragement, and we especially pray that you'll bring them home safely. We pray you'll give wisdom to the leaders of our armed services that they might know best how to deploy troops in the cause of freedom. Make their efforts successful, we pray, so that the true peace with justice can be established in this world. And we pray that you'll guide those who lead our nation in international affairs. Help them to pursue diplomatic paths that prevent needless conflict. May they have your wisdom about when and how to use the military might you have entrusted to them. Stir in the hearts of leaders of all nations and in all who would use violence to further their cause, we pray. Somehow, Lord, change their hearts and minds. Give them a passion for peace. It may be an impossible dream, but we pray that you'll bring an end to the suffering and the injustice and the violence in our world. And we know, dear Lord, that ultimate peace will not come until your kingdom is here in all of its fullness, but we still pray for a foretaste of the future. May there be growth of peace through the world today so that fewer and fewer men and women have to risk and sacrifice their lives. May we be more grateful for our blessings, more faithful in stewarding them well, more eagle, eager to share with others. Thank you, Lord, for hearing our prayer and praise be to you, our Lord of grace, God of mercy, God of justice, God of peace, and praise to your Son, who also taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, 
as we forgive our debtors. And lead us, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now we'll ask our ushers to come forward and to lead us in the giving of our tithes and offerings. Let us pray. 
we give these tithes and offerings to you, Lord, in faith for the use of your kingdom. And we pray that they may be used to your glory and your honor and that your kingdom will come even more on earth as it already is in heaven. We pray this in the name of our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. And now we're going to ask our children to come forward. We get to go up now. And uh, join Carol. We have children today. It's a great weekend. We're looking forward to uh, the long one. Come on up. See, they're here. We were worried at first. <laughs> hey, how are you? Good to see you. <laughs> All right, I have something. How many of you would make a decision with this, a rock? What do you think? All right, let me try this. What about scissors? Do you ever make a, make a decision on scissors with scissors? Okay, all right. Paper? Anyone? Would you make a decision based on, come on. Has anyone ever made a decision with rock, paper, scissors? Right? <laughs> I'm sure. I, it, I know you have because, like, um, let's see. Who, um, who's first to get to use a computer? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, right? What about um, who's, who gets to be first in Foursquare serving? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot, right? Who gets the last donut? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. <laughs> well, it's really kind of fun to use that as our, um, a, a fun way to make our decisions. But with the big decisions in life, we definitely don't want to make that the fate of everything that we decide on rock, paper, scissors, right? We might even play rock, paper, scissors upstairs a little bit later, but for the big decisions in life, God is, God is the one that needs to make our decisions. God knows, he knows each and every one of us, and he has, he knows you, and he has, knows the plans that he has for you. The Bible tells us that God is our creator, right? And he knew us before we were even born. God gave us all unique talents and gifts and abilities, and he wants us to use our abilities, right? And he has a plan in mind for all of us. And it's up to him, it's up to us to discover what that plan is, but we need to pray, pray about it, right? Have God's will be done. He will reveal his plans for us in prayer. So, when a big decision comes your way, guys, don't leave your faith in the hands of a rock, a paper, or scissors. Pray for God's will. Be honest and direct. We have been learning to be prayer warriors, right? Upstairs. Does anybody remember the scripture that we've been learning the last three weeks about being honest, about being thankful, and about being bold and direct? Olivia, do you know what it is? Devote yourself to prayer, being watchful and thankful. Colossians 42. Right. Devote yourself to prayer, right? Being watchful and thankful. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for the plans that you have for us and the gifts that you have given us. Draw us closer to you in prayers so that we will know your will for our lives. 
In Jesus' name, amen. Please be seated. 
Before I read the scripture, I would like to say that we are so blessed to be worshiping God, being led in wonderful musical people. Now that they're gone, our orchestra, and no, actually they're in there, our orchestra and guests, soloists and musicians and our fantastic choir. And God is praised and we are blessed. And I also like to remind you to fill out those friendship registration forms on each end of the pews. During the sermon is a good time. <laughs> and so you know who you are worshiping with. Now today our scripture lesson comes from Galatians chapter 3, verses 1 through 9 and verses 23 through 29. Galatians chapter 3, 1 through 9, and 23 through 29. Let us hear God's word to us. You foolish Galatians who has bewitched you, it was before your eyes that Jesus Christ was publicly exhibited as a crucified. The only thing I want to learn from you is this. Did you receive the Spirit by doing the works of the law or by believing what you heard? Are you so foolish? Having started with the Spirit, are you now ending with the flesh? Did you experience so much for nothing? If it really was for nothing, well then, does God supply you with the Spirit and work miracles among you by your doing the works of the law? or by your believing what you heard. Just as Abraham believed God, and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. So you see, those who believe are the de descendants of Abraham, and the scripture foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, declared the gospel beforehand to Abraham, saying, all the Gentiles shall be blessed in you. For this reason, those who believe are blessed with Abraham who believed. Now before faith came, we were imprisoned and guarded under the law until faith would be revealed. Therefore the law was our disciplinarian until Christ came, so that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer subject to a disciplinarian. For in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. As many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There is no longer Jew or Greek. There is no longer slave or free. There is no longer male and female. There is no longer all are one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heir according to the promise. This is the word of the Lord. You, Let us pray. Our most gracious and loving God, we thank you for the word we have heard, read from the scriptures. Now I pray that the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts would be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I am a Mizo. While I come from Myanmar, most Mizo people live 
primarily in the state of Mizoram in the northeast, um, northeastern hills or mountains of India. We Mizos have a lake that we love more than any other. It is shaped like a heart, a big lake, and it is located at the foot of the mountains, and it is beautiful, and the name is called Reet Lake. This lake is featured in love stories. Its myths include dragons and elephant graveyards, and it is said to be a portal leading to the afterlife. The strange thing is that the Indian state Mizoram claims this to be their biggest and best and favorite lake. But it's not located even in India, and it's across the border in Myanmar. I've been there several times, and it is really beautiful. Another Mizos people symbol is a huge ancient banyan tree found in the village of Kampat. It is a symbol of hope and promise for us. As a people, Mizos were pushed by others from Mongolia across China and all the way to Kampat uh, village or valley in Myanmar, which is right outside of my grandmother's village. Well, for those of you who haven't seen a banyan tree, there are several in, in Sarasota, and especially at the Ringling grounds, there are many big banyan trees. It was a very fertile river valley and where the water was clean and full of fish. The soil was good for growing rice and other food and fruit trees like mango, orange, and pears, and many others were plentiful. In a sense, it's just like Florida. Life was simple, good, and safe there, but the Mizo people were again pushed out and up into the mountains across and into what is now called Mizoram State in India, into the hills and mountains. As they were about to leave that little Kampad uh, Valley, they decided to plant a little banyan tree. And then they composed and recited a poem. It goes like this. You little banyan tree, by God's grace, live well and grow. We must leave you now. We will return when your branches reach back to the ground and root again. So they kept moving, the Mizo people kept moving as they were being chased by the Shan people. Finally, the Mizos found safety in the mountains. When Mizos returned to Kampat village valley, many years later, the banyan tree had grown and its branches had rooted again to the ground, full of leaves and life. The sign and promise that Mizos would return had been fulfilled. The planting of the little banyan tree and reciting the poem were symbols of hope and promise to return. It was as if the gods were blessing them on their way to salvation. Later up in the mountains, the gospel of Jesus Christ was brought to the Mizos by Welsh Presbyterian missionaries. You see, before that, the Mizos were animists. My Mizo people's story was of a wandering people who clung to hope in moving to always more remote and difficult terrain. 
It became a story of faith, a story of a people called by God to love and serve God and to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. The tree became symbol of God's blessing on the way to the greater blessing of salvation from God through faith in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you these two stories today because they are from the memory of my people and memory has a great deal to do with our faith. Faith is more than just belief. Faith, in my understanding, is risking and stepping out lives forward based on our belief in God. Faith is belief in action. It is not that our risk earn any righteousness. As the Apostle Paul said to the Galatians, we cannot earn righteousness. Everything we do as followers of Christ is our joy, or our joyful response to the grace God has already given us. Let me risk a favorite story of mine, Winnie the Pooh's story. Winnie the Pooh, for those of you who don't know him, is a children's storybook about a stuffed toy bear. He and the other characters in these stories, like the little piglet, Owl, Kangaroo the kangaroo, and Sad, Eeyore, the donkey, and always hurrying rabbit and his many relatives, relations, all live in the hundred acre wood. In reality, all of them belong to Christopher Robin, who was a real boy. This story is actually less about Pooh, but more about Piglet. Pooh and Piglet had gone visiting on a blustery day. While they were visiting Owl, the wind blew down the tree that held Owl's house. Owl, Pooh, and Piglet were trapped in the inside of now not so good House of Owls. The only exit was the letter slot in the door, which was now where the ceiling ought to be. Wish I could show you the pictures. Because only Piglet was small enough to fit through, he bravely agreed to be pulled up by a string to the letter slot so he could wiggle out and get help for everyone. He asked what would happen if the string broke. He was not much comforted when Owl said that if the string broke, they could just try another. But friend Pooh, you know, he's fluffy and big, and said to Piglet, I will stand below you. I suppose Pooh would catch Piglet or at least cushion his fall. So Piglet agreed and escaped and got them all help. Pooh wrote a song in brave piglet's honor. Meanwhile, everyone in the hundred acre wood tried to help Owl find a new home. Everyone was looking. Eeyore the donkey found one. The only problem was that it was already piglet's home, <laughs> which he rather liked. But Piglet was now the small creature who had the memory of risking his own life for danger to save others. Piglet didn't just think of saving others and risking his life was just a good idea, but he put it in action and he let Owl have his house. So happily, Pooh also had faith in friendship and invited Piglet to come and live with him. In Galatians chapter 3, the Apostle Paul explains how all people can live faith that is counted as righteousness. 
which means it puts us in right relationship with God. In Paul's time, there was a great controversy over whether or not Gentiles who became Christians had to obey the Jewish law while they have faith in God. Paul calls both Jewish and Gentile Christians to remember that the law may moderate behavior, but it does not give salvation. Salvation comes only through faith in God. Paul said Abraham was called by God to follow God. In faith, Abraham did follow God. God counted that to Abraham as righteousness. God made a promise to Abraham, not only himself and his offsprings, that will be as many as the stars in the sky, would be claimed as God's people, and God would be their God. The Apostle Paul said the promise applied to all of Abraham's offsprings or descendants. That means it includes you and me. Paul wanted the Galatian Christians to remember that salvation was about God's good acts, not human effort. Paul wanted them to remember the gospel as he had taught them. The good news of the gospel was that God acted for all people in Jesus' life, crucifixion, and resurrection. For Paul and for the poets and psalmists of the Old Testament, remembering was not an intellectual recollection. To remember was, no, to, remember was to relive in the present some great experience of God's grace. The experience could be from the past or anticipated from the future. It was to lift trust and to lift thanksgiving for what God has already done, is doing, and will be doing. For example, this weekend we observed Memorial Day. We remember the names of those we know who died in the service of the country. We remember and honor those many others whose names and stories we will never know. Many men and women gave their lives in war for the sake of our freedom. But it takes something more to step forward as a country in faith. Every generation produces people willing to sacrifice for the life and freedom of this nation. For Meso people, Reed Lake and the Banyan tree at Comfort Valley are living symbols of God's leading. They are reminders of God's care for us even before we knew the gospel. God has us and cared for us and led us. Remembering God, what God has done in the past, we step forward into the future in faith. Today, the Mizos in Mizoram State in India are one of the biggest churches, uh, one of the churches that produce the most missionaries around the world. We at Church of the Palms are also a people who remember who we are with the tree, our big old 200 years old tree there. For 60 years, we have gathered under the tree and built buildings for worship and education around the tree. We serve the hungry and tutor students near the tree and establish memorial garden beneath the tree. 
Every Sunday, we gather as the people of God to fellowship and catch up with one another under the shade of the tree. We have signed up and made commitments to help and continue the ministries of the church under the tree. This is to say nothing of what else happens under the tree during the week. Preschools such as preschool parades, one-on-one counseling, youth fellowships, small group meetings and prayers, and many others. For 60 years, we have remembered and grown the list of the ways in which God has been gracious to us. For 60 years in faith, we received and celebrated our salvation. For 60 years, our right relationship with God has been the gift of God's grace for us. For 60 years, we have had faith and lived our faith loving God and loving neighbors. Now we are again in faith, stepping out. We are building the Palm Center over here. If you see the mountain, which is smaller now because they have gone to the next step. We are building the Palm Center to serve members and community alike to come and feel and experience the love and grace of God. If you have not yet participated financially, it is not too late. I invite you to be a part of it, faithfully rejoicing in God's grace by contributing to the building of the Palm Center. Because faith has come into our hearts and our daily lives, we are one in Christ, regardless of our race, our background, our culture, our accent, our economic standing, our orientation, or our political affiliation. In faith, we are one in Christ, who is our light and our salvation. Thanks be to God for the faith that has come.
Now go in peace, practicing your faith and stepping out forward from where you are in faith in God. And may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each and every one of you now and always. Amen. Thank you.